We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is February 7th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what up, bro? How's it going, man? I... Yeah, better. I've been better. I, I was gonna say I uh, I was in a, a good mood, you know. Last time we recorded, we'd won four out of the last six. Then you get destroyed two games in a row. On top of that, I thought that I had COVID. Um, I was just like way under the weather. I don't usually like get colds and get sick or anything like Speaking that. Of which, yeah, I just took all my vitamins right uh, here while we're recording. People are going to be watching YouTube and be like, what did Jonathan just do? Is he popping zannies? Yeah. No, I'm just taking my vitamins, so you know, hopefully I don't get COVID or anything like that. But yeah, that's I, I'm glad you didn't have COVID. Well, me too. But it was like, you know, Thursday, it was kind of coming on a little bit. And then um, Friday was terrible. I went into work and would just get like head pressure by like the slightest movements. And I was just sneezing and coughing all over the place. Thankfully, I'm like, you know, across the room from like my one of my coworkers, and that's like the closest one. But after one point, he was just like, "Dude, you just just go home." <laughs> I was like, "We don't want right. that." Yeah, so I went and got a COVID test, um, which the responsible thing would have been to like get one the day before, I guess. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it is it is what it is. Um, but but yeah, no. So thankfully, we're all just doing our best. Thankfully. I got a negative test. I did a PCR, which takes 24 to 48 hours, more accurate, no false negatives, whatever. So thankfully that was, that was negative. But, you know, I quarantined from Lauren and Harper as best I could for that whole time, basically. So that, that was, it was a terrible time. So on top of that, in the Magic games, it's been, it's been pretty bad. Probably Magic worst headache, I would, I would imagine. They, they've, yeah. been, uh, they've been that bad. When I had COVID, the worst thing about COVID, other than like quarantining and all that, was just like nothing helped, like mm-hmm. no amount of cold medicine or headache medicine. It was just like we're just gonna, you know, kind of go through this and wait for it to pass. Really. Mm-hmm. So, just a couple of housekeeping things uh, before we go ahead and jump into this. 
you guys might have heard by now uh, that we started like a, a voicemail line where you guys can call into the show, leave us questions, you know, all that kind of good stuff there. Um, no producer Kevin uh, this week, so uh, I don't think we're going to get to voicemails. I know we've got a few there, but Kevin um, is kind of on vacation with the boys mm-hmm. on, a, on a boys trip. So we're, uh, dude, smashed a ton of sushi today, was sending us you know, pictures and stuff. So kind of yeah. jealous of that. Well, but, I want to uh, add Jonathan. So if you guys, um, want, as far as the voicemail to utilize it, the best of its ability, we have trade deadline coming up, whether we get to it or not, I'm, I'm hoping we can, you know, not necessarily, obviously not this episode, but the next one that we release, just send them in, send in some like trade deadline, you know, dreams, anything your heart desires, you know, whether it's realistic or not, send it in. We might use it on the show. Talk about your trade. Say it's great or it's it's trash, quite frankly. I, I'd love to kind of get you guys' takes. I'm quite honestly a terrible trade builder. Like I'll, yeah, I'll build too. something and then I'll be like, I don't even want to send this anywhere. Like this is this is gross. I know it's bad. At least I'm self-aware. But but send it our way. Uh, I'd, I'd much rather, you know, roast you guys than get myself roasted. So I made the um, the mistake of putting a like a scenario trade out there, I want to say like maybe a little over oh, a year ago, and I just got flamed relentlessly on Twitter. I'm like, you know what? I don't <laughs> think I'm going to do this again. I didn't. I uh, I didn't enjoy this. So well, a lot of you yeah. know some 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 people you know Jonathan in regards to our show, they'll say you know it's just a couple dudes talking magic basketball, and that's completely true because I'm not a cap nerd. I don't. I, I just want to. I want to. I want to praise my team when it's deserved. I want to keep people level-headed, and I want to critique when it's also deserved. That that's it. That's what we're here for, and just to talk to each other. It's a it's a venting session. I'm no people. Cap you know, there's not a lot that people can say that offends me at mm-hmm. this point because I've like heard a lot of like these guys are idiots, blah, blah blah. Like that stuff doesn't bother me at this point. Right. The only thing that still bothers me, and it's really it's silly that it does, but when people say the term casual. Ooh. It just drives me up a wall. Mm-hmm. Who in the world would do this every single week and talk about this team specifically and watch every single game that you would call them a casual? That's just the one thing. It's so dumb, and it's the most ridiculous. I, I'd rather like, you call me stupid. I would rather you call me stupid, but like casual is, is such a stretch. It's, it's kind of crazy that it bothers me. Don't the fact me. that we're doing two shows now. You know, No yeah. casual fan does that. Nobody you and I hop that. on here. I might be stupid. But I'm not casual. I might be stupid. I might be ugly. I might, you know, a lot of things. Be getting chunky. I might be a lot of things. Well, casual, I am not. Mm, mm-hmm. Anyways, guys, if you want to leave a voicemail, 407 603 1189. If you guys want to help financially support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Three tiers, awesome benefits. Again, really helps us do uh, what we want to do and helps us uh, do what we love to do, which is this podcast. And we shout out our patrons every single week. Shout out Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Giulio Bailey, and Luke. We have a new patron this week, Matt Lyman, one of my best friends. Um, we were at a wedding this weekend, and my buddy was like, oh, yo, you know, I support you on Patreon. I was like, oh, no, I, I love it. I really, really appreciate that. And then all my other buddies were like, oh, what is that? How can we help? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, boy, here we go. I I didn't want to do this. I don't, I'm not coming and asking you guys you know, for you know $5 a month or whatever, but here we are. Matt, love you, man. Really, really appreciate that. That's awesome. Appreciate all of our patrons. Like Luke said, um, the episode that will release Thursday is going to be like our trade deadline show. 
But we're also, uh, it seems like we're going to be doing a pretty big show with a lot of the other Magic podcasts, like, you know, Locked On Magic and, you know, the Close Up Magic, Ozone, like all those guys. We're going to be doing like a big round table. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be pretty dope. Um, I think we're recording that like Thursday night. I don't know if that'll be out late Thursday or early Friday, but just keep your guys, uh, you know, your eyes open for that. We'll basically be recapping, you know, the trade deadline. Focus around the magic. I'm sure we'll talk some NBA stuff. So that will be uh, that'll be pretty cool. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Luke, let's get into the weekly state of the magic. We do this each Monday episode. This week, your Orlando Magic went 1-3 with a 126-115 loss in Chicago to the Bulls on Tuesday. A 119-118 come-from-behind wind in Indiana over the Pacers on Wednesday. A 135-115 blowout loss to the Memphis Grizzlies at home on Saturday. And then a 116-83 blowout loss to the Boston Celtics at home on Sunday. Lots of losing this week, Luke. This week brings the Magic to a record of 12 wins, 43 losses. They have the worst record in the Eastern Conference and the worst record in the NBA. (laughs) Coming into Sunday, they were 28th in the NBA in offensive rating, Mm -hmm. 23rd in defensive rating, 28th in overall net rating. Injury report, Jonathan Isaac, Michael Carter-Williams, Etwan Moore, Markel Fultz, RJ Hampton all remain out. Mo Bamba was suffering from a little ankle issue. He was questionable to play tonight against the Boston Celtics. We're recording this Sunday night, of course, but he played, so um, it seems like you know he's pretty safe to, to keep playing. 
Although, you know, we'll talk about this, you know, as the week goes on, but Mo Bamba, you know, his days in Orlando may or may not be numbered. Yeah, that'll be uh, interesting to kind of track. I These, it, it's ridiculous how quickly the tide turned on this team, like the, the momentum that the team had winning for the last six, and then just to get your doors blown off. I know you play against, you know, a really talented, uh, one of the best teams in the league and the Grizzlies. Uh, I know Boston, you know, sitting at 30 and 25 now, trying to, you know, get their footing again after, you know, some questionable beginnings with them. I, I just... I can't believe how quickly this whole thing turned around. Whereas like a couple of days ago, Jonathan, I was like, man, when do you start to like, I know we're not like necessarily pro tank, obviously like intentionally maybe, but also like, when do you start to get worried about these wins starting to pile up? Well, it does. You know, I, we were kind of worried about that. And then some news <laughs> broke this week about mm-hmm. the Miami dolphins and Brian Flores and Jeff Weltman's like, John, I've got a great idea. We'll pay the guys to lose games. We'll pay them a hundred k a game. We will not. We're not paying Mosley. We are now paying the players to lose these games. All of a sudden, no, I'm totally kidding. But yes, how uh, how the tables turn, or how the turntables, mm-hmm. as Michael Scott would say, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep, terrible. So let's talk Saturday versus the Grizzlies. I want to premise this by saying John Morant is phenomenal. Dude. He's quickly becoming one of the most fun players in the NBA to watch. I mean, he already was, but so like, it's gone up a, a level this season for me. Very good Memphis team. Uh, they came into this game third in the NBA with the third best record in the NBA. It's crazy to say that of the Memphis Grizzlies. 37-18 uh, and 18 record, or excuse me, third in the West uh, with a 37-18 and 18 record, fifth in offensive rating, eighth in defensive rating, sixth in overall net rating in the entire NBA. This Memphis team, I mean, a, a big part of it is due to John Morant, but you know, guys like Desmond Bain playing out of his mind this season, J- uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. <sighs> this game was close for the first eight minutes and thirty-one seconds, Luke, when the Grizzlies took a twenty-four to twenty-two lead, and over the next three and a half, well, five and a half minutes to close out the first quarter, they just go on a run uh, up thirty-seven to twenty-four after the first quarter. Orlando just completely outplayed in this game, down 20 at the half, gave up 76 first-half points. The Magic scored 56 points in the first half, Luke. Any other night, we'd be like, all right, we're in this game. We have a chance to win this game. Down 20. (laughs) Defense for the Magic, just completely non-existent, especially interior defense, the rebounding atrocious. We're going to talk about all of this. Then you're down 27 at the end of the third. Grizzlies led by as much as 31 in the second half. John Morant played all 12 minutes in the third, make sure this game was out of hand, and then did not play in the fourth quarter. The Magic were beat in almost every single statistical category except they won the three-point percentage battle in this game. Uh, Orlando loses 135-115, to Luke. So you talk about field goal percentage, mm -hmm. free throw percentage, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, turnovers. You know, uh, fast break points, points in the paint, just you name it. The Magic just got dominated by the Memphis Grizzlies. This was, I mean, the effort defensively was terrible. Um, People really coming out from Obamba, just ready to trade him as soon as this game ended. I mean, really before the game ended. But, um, yeah, you you saw a couple of minutes there, like in the, the beginning of the fourth where, the the body language didn't look great, and then the Magic you know started to get desperate and try to you know put a run together there in the fourth quarter. It just this game was just not close enough, unfortunately. And we'll talk about the Celtics game in a moment, but uh, 
Last two games, first time this season, I've been like, yeah, you know what? The body language doesn't look great tonight. Dude, I mean, you look at the offensive rebound rebounding numbers against Memphis. Magic have seven offensive rebounds. Memphis, 16. I mean, and they, and they go on to just out-rebound the, the Magic 62-38. to 38. You just kind of look through, like on ESPN app, you can click on, you know, the, each player, obviously. Brandon Clark, who had eight rebounds, averages five a game. DeAnthony Melton averages 4.6 rebounds a game. He had 10 rebounds. Um, you, I mean, it, it just didn't seem like everybody was playing like kind of above their averages for the Grizzlies. And it's not because they were just, you know, up for the game against the Magic, right? Number one, this team is great. But also, like I said, these guys were rebounding above their averages, feeling like they were doing everything above their averages. And the Magic just couldn't do anything. Franz Wagner one rebound, uh, Chuma, three rebounds, Mo Bamba in 20 minutes, three rebounds for crying out loud. You shoot one for six from the field. You can't give me more than three rebounds. What are you there for? <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous to look at, you know, these rebounding numbers, um, Schofield out there for 12 minutes. You couldn't have given me a rebound. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It really is. Um, as, as great as of a rebounder as Cole is, and we talk about this all the time, yeah. he cannot be your second leading rebounder with six rebounds in a game. No, no, I, it's unacceptable. It was, I mean, it, uh, rebounding is a, is a huge indicator of effort. And, and like you said, Jonathan, um, you know, like like you said, it just feels like the, the body language was off with this team. The wheels come off. The Memphis Grizzlies, you know, they put up 37 in the first quarter against them. Russell Westbrook is a great rebounder, Jonathan. It is not because he is a freak human being in terms of how tall he is. He's a freak athlete, and he's he's taller than me and you. But for the amount of rebounds this man averages season after season, for as bad as he is offensively now as far as his efficiency um how bad he's missing these shots it is all about obviously anticipation that ball coming off the rim but effort there's one thing you can't say about russell westbrook is that he doesn't have effort this whole magic team against the grizzlies had zero effort on the boards it is not hard to go after the rebounds like i said the grizzlies aren't just like up for this game because it's the magic and we're a, a powerhouse team they just simply dominated them because the Magic just laid down. I think it is. I think you're almost underselling how bad the effort was. <laughs> like going and getting a rebound is one thing, but not even trying to get into the correct position. That's half of the battle of rebounding is right. getting in the, the correct position. Box your man it, out. You box your man rebounds. out. A lot of times the ball is just going to fall to you. You're going right. to get rebounds by accident. Right. And it, 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 this was just uh, atrocious. I give Memphis a lot of credit, you know, one of the the better teams in the league and you know, the Magic for years, Luke, it's felt like they play up to their competition, they play down to their competition. And you would think, you know, Memphis is, you know, a team that 2-3 seasons ago was kind of in the same position as the Magic, a lot of, you know, young promising players, and you would think the Magic are kind of looking into, you know, the the mirror of the future, like this is the kind of team that we could be, you know, if if we get things going here in a few years. And you think they'd get up for this game? Forget about it. No. Like just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I mean, just it's not poor, like poor effort, poor energy, yeah, poor execution. 
It's not. I mean, it's not like you're, It's not like you're coming off a back-to-back against the Pacers where you win that game by one in in, in fun Luke, fashion. It's not even. You're, you have you two have days two off, days. <laughs> and you were lucky to win that game. Right. It, you're it, down seventeen yeah. to that that Indiana team. Right. It didn't make sense, and and you'd think coming in tonight against Boston, you'd be able to put something together. It, it was just much of the same. I mean, we can get into that if you're ready to stop talking about the Grizzlies game. If you well, got more to add. The last thing that I, I want to say is, you know, I heard a lot of chatter this week about, you know, the Magic, at the, well, the beginning of last week about, yo, the Magic are, are turning a corner. We recorded an episode a week ago tonight, and I said, you know, it feels like the Magic are peeking around the corner. I don't, I don't I'm not ready to say they've turned the corner. And I, I mean, it's hard to argue that they have, you know, the, the last uh, couple of nights, the way that they've played. Yeah, it's been terrible. I mean, the one good thing about this game was Cole Anthony seemed to, you know, break out of his offensive slump at least a little bit. Uh, you know, 22 points, 8 of 14 from the floor. You know, we talked about the six rebounds, five assists. He looked good. Jalen Suggs looked good. Basically, everybody else looked terrible. Yeah. Against the Memphis Grizzlies, there's not really a, a way to say that. Yeah. And we can start talking about, you know, this game. Cole Anthony, not great tonight. So it was like, oh, I'm back. Oh, I'm not really back. So. Well, also in that, Memphis, the... in that Memphis game, um, the Magic, I think, had nine turnovers to Memphis's eight. Like, that that's a game that you should be in. And, like, by the way the season has gone, if the turnover <laughs> margin is small, you're in that game. But you get your doors blown off. So, anyway, let's move on to Boston. Yeah. So, Boston. Uh, Celtics came into this game as the number one team in defensive rating in the NBA over their previous 15 games. They were 11-4 and four over their past 15 games. So, you know, the, the Celtics that we saw perhaps you know, early in the season who also blew out the Magic, but we were like, oh, are the Celtics really that good? Who knows? You know, we also had an overtime game against them where Jalen Brown dropped like 50 points and they, you know, kind of barely won that game. So, like, coming into this, like, oh, maybe we got a chance against the Celtics, but the Celtics have actually been playing a, a really good basketball. Luke, this one, I mean, really just kind of not exactly the same story as the Grizzlies. I felt like the Magic had better effort tonight I mean you only you know give up what was it 116 points tonight Mm -hmm. to the Boston Celtics but you know scoring 83 points credit to Boston's defense I'm not trying to take anything away from them but the magic right now are just so terrible offensively I think I think this tied their yes this this ties for their second worst offensive output on the season their worst was November 3rd against the Celtics where they scored 79 points and then uh, December 26th, the day after Christmas, scored 83 points in a 10-point loss to the Heat. So tonight's 83 points, you know, your second-worst offensive output on the season. What we shoot from the floor tonight, uh, What where is it? 35% from the floor, 19% from the three-point line. Another aspect, like we lost every single statistical category tonight apart from free throws made and free throw percentage. So you shoot better from, from the free throw line. Um, just, I mean, you shoot 21, Boston shoots 14, both teams missed one. So who's to say the Celtics couldn't make the next seven or eight free throws in a row, but (laughs) the magic literally lose every single statistical category outside of free throw shooting tonight, Luke. I mean, they, from like, you know, you, you look at it. So at the beginning of the game, the magic get down early, right? The magic get down very early. The magic never led in this game. They lost wire to wire. They they get down very early. And I think the magic down were never 10. even 
tied in this game except 0-0. Right. So that, I think they were down like 10, like 15 to 5 or 15 to 6 or something like that at the very beginning. 15 to 7. You're, and you're watching and you're like, this is this is going to be bad. And then they, they kind of tighten the ship a little bit, right? They they get, you know, I think it was Gary and Chuma come in the game. Game tightens up a little bit. And you're like, oh, we, we might have ourselves a game, you know? And then they go on to... You, usually, if you hold a team under 25, Jonathan, in a quarter, that's that's great. For the NBA standards especially, that's great. Means they're That's on. what I'm saying. The first you know, first quarter, really the first half, the, the issue was not the effort. No, no, it's not. And, and, and you know, they're, they're holding them to 21 in the first, 28 in the second, but you score 15 points in the first quarter. Usually holding the team to 21 in the first quarter means you're probably in the game, right? It means you're, you're, you're doing something, but... But the magic, like like you said, the, the Celtics are incredible. Like there's something to the fact that the other game, you know, that there's no you know mistake or coincidence that the Magic's you know worst you know two games of the season offensively came against the Celtics. That's an incredible defensive team, as you said, number one defensive rating over the last whatever it was, ten fifteen games. Um, yeah, fifteen. So so there's no mistake, right? The Celtics earn the Magic scoring only eighty three, but also. They're missing. They're missing layups. They're missing wide open jumper. Like a lot to do. Any, I was watching the Celtics broadcast tonight, Jonathan, because as you know, I, I you know I don't have league pass. I'm not in Florida, also. I'm not watching Bally Sports. Um, the Celtics, you know, commentators Scalabrini and whoever the other guy is. Um, they're they're basically saying Celtics are a great defensive team. The Magic are just missing shots that they shouldn't be missing. Like even they were saying it. And, you know, as biased as commentators of a team can be, you'd think they'd be like, you know, Celtics are, are just playing lockdown defense. It just wasn't the case specifically in, the, in that, you know, there in the third quarter, first half. I mean, and then the fourth quarter, you just, I mean, they bury you 38 to 22 in the fourth quarter. It just all around really terrible um, in terms of the shots they were missing. But credit to the Celtics. Jalen Brown seems to own the magic. Um the last few times they've played, made his presence felt tonight. Yeah, and I mean, like, Jason Tatum doesn't even have an incredible night, 15 points on 6 of 18 from the floor. Yep. But, you know, the Magic just, like, really, you have Wendell, 14 points, 6 of 8, 8 rebounds tonight. Jalen Suggs, 17 points, 5 of 11 from the floor. But, like, nobody else is able to, you know, contribute offensively in a major way. You're just not going to beat many teams shooting 35% from the floor. I, I don't care how good the defense is. Like, you know, we can talk, you know, a little bit of, you know, garbage time tonight, whatever. Maybe you hold the Celtics to, you know, 105 points. Like, that should be good enough in an NBA game to have a shot you right. know, going into the end of the game. And like, like I said, this tonight, you know, especially like after the third quarter, you know, the Magic go into, you know, the fourth, I think down around 20. And, like, the game's over. And you just see guys, usually they're all excited on the bench, like even in a blowout loss at the end of the bench, still rooting for guys. And tonight you just see guys kind of slumped over, you know, elbows on the knees, watching the games. Like, this team, to me, seems ready for, like, we can talk about the trade deadline a little bit. We're mostly going to talk about it on Thursday. But seems like the team needs some type of shakeup at this point. They def- des- definitely, desperately need the all-star break that's coming up just to get some time away from basketball and you yeah. know, not really worry too much about things. But I just I, – I, the other thing that was frustrating to me was the sets the Magic were running 
just straight up weren't working. Like the actions that were that were happening, Mosley had you know was was calling in the plays there at some points. It it felt like the Magic sometimes were just were better just doing their own thing, like a free flowing offense with nothing set. It was it was terrible. I mean, and the Celtics were just putting the clamps on anything. They 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 were. It seemed like they were making the right read every time. They just knew what the Magic were going to do, and it was kind of scary because it's like, yes, this is a good defensive team, so that means you need to come with your best stuff. It's the NBA; you should always come with your best stuff, but but especially against a defensive team like the Celtics. And man, like just at points, like the offense would just stall so many times tonight, more than usual. And you're just like, what happened to the ball movement that we were seeing like two games ago? Where is it at? Because there were times even like big social media accounts were like tweeting about the magic, like not magic, you know, outlets. They were like this ball movement by the magic. They did it like twice, I think, in in two different games that they like got posted about because of their ball movement. And then it just looked like it it came to a standstill tonight. Yeah, I mean, you're going to run into that sometimes with a young team, I think. Like when shots aren't falling, all of a sudden it's like... You gotta, you gotta get it, yeah, and and a young coach just seems like you gotta get it all back in one possession, and yeah, the Magic have really fallen into that habit all year of you know when things don't go well on the offensive end, it you know turns into you know my turn basketball, pick up basketball, isolation basketball, and the one guy that we could count on that at the beginning of the year, Cole Anthony, has just been you know ice cold for you know the better part of the last I don't know five or six weeks now. Even Franz Wagner, Franz didn't play particularly well tonight. Mm-mm. He like he's getting into the lane and missing like the Euro step layups that we just, you know, I guess maybe take for granted because it just always feels like they're going in every single time. So, yeah, yeah, Luke, I, I not just... much to say. I mean, last couple of games you run into just teams that are smothering the Magic defensively. We know this team needs more talent. Anybody that tells you otherwise is is either lying or kidding themselves. Uh, which is you know a reason why a lot of people are looking forward to the draft already, unfortunately. And I would say probably another three, four weeks here. That's where our you know attention is going to turn. You know, a lot of people were starting to worry that the Magic were winning you know too many games, and the way that the team has looked you know the last couple of nights, it's like, Ugh. yeah, I don't know if you guys have to be that worried. Um, right, and, and granted, it feels like what, two, what uh, the GMs, two very good uh, teams, but but still. Not great. Even with the performances that the Magic had, you, you still think against a team that's like at right of 500. Uh, yeah. I don't know that this that the Magic can pull out a win playing like they did. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Luke, let's take a look at the week ahead. So, you know, Magic, you know, had their nice little five-game homestand, went on the road for a couple of games, had a couple of home games now, and now they go on the road, Luke. They are starting a four-game road trip. Uh, where they will you know, start the week here Tuesday. They'll be at Portland. That game starts at 10 o'clock Eastern time. I hate these West Coast road trips. And then the Magic will have two days off. Friday, they'll play at Utah, 9 o'clock Eastern. And then Saturday, February 12th, at Phoenix. That game will also start 9 o'clock Eastern. Uh, then next Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Mm. Uh, the Magic will be at Denver to fi- uh, finish out the road trip. That game will be 9 o'clock Eastern. And then you have one home game Wednesday the 16th against the Atlanta Hawks. And then you've got like nine days off uh, for the All-Star break. But, Luke, this week at Portland, at Utah, at Phoenix. Portland, you know, starting to make some moves. They made some trades this week. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know. We've got like Monday. 
So they probably won't look too much different by then if I had to guess. I believe Damian Lillard is still out, you know, with the like abdominal surgery, whatever it was. Um, but he yeah, lost five straight. Well, I mean, we just lost to the Portland Trailblazers a couple of weeks ago who had basically nobody. It was like McCollum's first game back in a long time. He didn't yeah. look incredible. Um, but those guys, like Nurkic especially, kicked our butts. So Toasted by them, man. And Ben McLemore, I think, was another guy that game that really gave us fits. The the Blazers have lost, what I say, five straight, I think. Um, so it's 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 two two teams that one is in a very bad spot in Portland in terms of their how they've been trending. The Magic had two bad games, but then you know won four of the last six prior to that. I would uh, I would really like to win that game. Well, I, let's look at the lineup right now. So they got Anthony Simons playing, C.J. McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, C.J. Ellaby. Wow. <laughs> Tony Snell, yeah, this uh, this roster, you know, the moves that they just made, roster is really not in a good spot. They've got to be tanking. That's <laughs> it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens Thursday. I would fully expect CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic to be moved. Damian Lillard, if Dame wants to be there, I don't, I don't see how you you know trade one of the best players in, in no. franchise history away. I think you let him leave on his own terms unless unless he's requesting a trade. I don't see unless he's requesting it. a trade. I think Dame will still be there, and I don't know who's going to trade for him at this point. Um, he might not play another game this season. So, right. I mean, I mean, who knows? I think the expectation is that he's going to come back. But, you know, the Trailblazers start making moves. They'll be like, look, just sit out. Let's try to get as high of a draft pick as we can and, and, and kind of see what happens. But I don't know. Maybe we can beat Portland. I think if we're going to win a, a game this week, that's the one that I would uh, I would figure. I'll, I'll go ahead and say one and two. You, you beat Portland, you lose to Utah and Phoenix. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking here. I've had good success targeting the teams that are coming off a of back-to-back against the Magic um, in terms of these predictions. I'm trying to see. Utah's not coming off a of back-to-back against us. What's the other team? Phoenix? They're not, but they're coming off prime time on Thursday against the Bucks on TNT. I'm gonna We're s- not beating Phoenix. I'm. Uh, let me save you the breath. We're I'm, not beating Phoenix. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Jonathan, I think this team's going one and two. And I think that uh, that win is going to be against a team that uh, you you might be telling me isn't going to happen. But this is a weird league. I tell you what, they beat the Suns. I will Venmo you five dollars for coffee on Sunday. Well, you don't drink coffee, but whatever. Hot chocolate. Oh, but it'll be hot good. chocolate. Good I'll, use. Ven- I'll Venmo you five bucks for hot chocolate on Sunday if, the, okay. if we beat the Suns. Great, perfect deal. I hope you'll re- reciprocate. Put yeah, your money yeah, where your mouth yeah, is. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I got you five. All right, bet. All right, yeah. five dollar wager. I feel bad. I'm betting against the Magic, but you know, <laughs> my uh, my Dunkin' Donuts light and sweet will taste that much better Sunday on the way to church. Uh, Sun's eleventh loss. Hand it to him, hot and ready. All right, Atlanta Magic. Wow. Last <laughs> night, uh, I'm I'm at the at the, my buddy's wedding, and one of my buddies leans over. He goes, "Oh, you guys are doing good." <laughs> he thought the orange logo because it was a Magic City night. He thought we were playing the Suns, and he thought we were beating them. I was <laughs> like, "No, that's good. us." He's like, "Oh, damn, y'all suck." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, we do." And then he went and subscribed to the Patreon. That's my buddy Matt. So, well, he, he must have felt that bad that he's like, "Oh, this dude needs five Matt, bucks." Matt, we so. we appreciate you, and yeah, we do suck. We we appreciate yeah. that though. It is what it is, Luke. I've got another wedding this Saturday that I got to drive two hours to. Luckily, it's just like a ceremony, and then we're like going out to dinner type of deal, and then we'll be on the way back. Yeah. My boy Israel Adesanya fights Robert Whitaker this this Saturday. Very excited about that. What uh, What are your predictions? And you know, you better uh, better give me the answer I want to hear. 
Um, to be completely honest, I was looking at a, a text from our good friend Drew Gooden. Um, sent sent us some some great stuff that he got tonight from the Magic game. He he had pretty good seats. But once again, I want to also formally apologize, Drew. Really sorry that you had to sit through that game tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunate. But glad you got some some great. What did he say? What kind of mac and cheese was it? A lobster mac and lobster cheese. mac and cheese. Yeah, um, so stuff. can you reframe your question? Sorry, I was distracted. No, by I was just saying, here. Saturday, uh, Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker are headlining UFC 271. Yes. Mm-hmm. You yep. know I love me some Israel Adesanya. Yep. And uh, I, I you know, think, it's a, a rematch between those two. Israel I, Adesanya knocked him out the last I, time they fought, so I'm I hoping think, he runs uh, back. I think, I think Izzy is, is going to probably make Whitaker and do a pancake, to be honest yep. with you. I think... Like the middleweight division, I think the UFC has to be hoping that Adesanya loses this fight because mm-hmm. if he if he wins, like the middleweight division, it just instantly becomes very boring. Yeah, like the Whitaker thing. Like Whitaker's looked amazing since his loss to Israel Adesanya, but like you know, recently Adesanya's run through, you know, uh, you know, Vittori, he you know beat um, you know, uh, I almost said Paulo Bancaro, Paulo Costa, <laughs> you know, Yoel Romero. Like Israel is just the best fighter by far right now in the middleweight division, and if he beats Robert Whitaker, it's like all right now, uh, you know what else well, is, is going to happen? The other fight I'm excited about is the 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 co-main, which is Derek yes. Lewis and Tuvasa, my boy who drinks out of a shoe. He a does shoey. the shoey, and uh, and Derek Lewis, I love that man. So I, my I balls think is hot. That, <laughs> that's the, that's Derek Lewis, man. Yeah, I love him. So uh, th- those fights are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, it'll make me forget about the magic for a night. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, but they're going to yeah, be beating you know Phoenix. Else? I, might I really not. want. I want. I know we both love us some Thug Rose. I'm really yeah. looking forward to that next fight. I don't think they have that totally figured out. Mm. My brother-in-law just texted me um, that the UFC recently signed Alex Pereira, which was one of the only fighters that I, I think might be the only fighter that Israel Adesanya lost to mm. when he was kickboxing. So I mean, that was years ago. Israel Adesanya's. Right. Even just a you know, couple of years in the UFC has improved so much, and I just think his head and shoulders the best fighter in the middleweight men's division. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be you know pretty uh, interesting if Pereira can kind of you know climb the ranks and you know, end up a, a rematch with Izzy. That'd be that'd, that'd be, be pretty dope to see. But yeah, I really want to see another uh, you know Thug Rose Nami Yunus fight pretty soon. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be any kind of like Zhang Wei Li you know rematch. Uh, he mentioned who he thought she might be fighting. I don't. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, hoping for a, a good card. I'm hoping I can get home early enough. I should be home early enough to see most of the uh, the main card. So mm, love that, love that. You you gonna wager on any of those fights? Possibly, potentially. Um, the the guys that I like are such heavy favorites. I'd have to bet like Izzy by KO to even get my and money's like the worth. Third round or something. Yeah. Yeah, I might gotcha. be looking at like the Super Bowl or something like that. As far as uh. Yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about there. the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm leaning towards the Bengals. I know we we talked a little bit about this, like when the game was first set, but I just love Joe Burrow, man. I want the Bengals to win, but I don't. I know won't them. be mad regardless. But I'm I'm leaning Bengals. Yeah, Shout I, out to I, our, I would, our guy Dan Savage. I would love for the for the Bengals to win that game, but I, I just the Rams, man. They're they're talented. They're very talented. They are. They and a lot I of guys. still have Joe Burrow. Weird. Joe Burrow might get might get his ish 
rocked many times in that game. So I, it's, I, it's I, a I don't know. potentially. I hope he, he does got his ish rocked a lot of times. You he know, gets the, the Titans, Titans game. You're so, right, but yeah. I we'll see. We'll see. You got the the Cartier Cartier shades won't even peek at you. It's you true. That so caption game is elite for sure. I've got. I still. It's very strange because like 85 percent of me is very annoyed by Odell Beckham when I see his face. <laughs> yeah. But 15 percent of me is just like very fond memories of that guy mm. and. If he wins the Super Bowl, I know a lot of people will hate on him, but still love me some Odell. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right, Luke, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Hopefully, uh, we'll be back Thursday. We'll have some you know exciting things to talk about. Maybe we'll have a couple of wins to talk about. Well, you know, probably not likely, but yeah. At least earlier in the season when this team lost, Luke, it was fun. This week was not really a, a ton of fun, especially but. not after they they won some of those games. Yeah, uh, there's a total letdown. Whatever. Yeah. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.